ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our sermon series, Stories, where we will get to hear different testimonies from our church and learn how to share our own unique story of faith. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have Kyla and Britt. Hello. We're missing a fourth today, but I think we'll just make it work. Yeah, Kyla, we don't need them. You know, you can yeah. talk for two people at least. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I was like, we'll just let her play two personalities. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, finally my moment to shine. Oh, gosh. Um, so we are coming into the end of summer. Yes. It's very hot out there. Oh. My AC is not keeping up with uh, really my isn't. car job. Does it, do we feel like it's hotter than normal? Because yes. I keep saying this. I feel like I'm going to die. I yes. feel like it is, but maybe I'm just getting older. And What is this know. new real feel thing? You guys seeing this? Like there's, no. there was always yes. the heat. There was always the heat index yes. where it was like, this is what it feels like or feels like. And now every app has like real, real feel. feel. Yeah. Like never, on, I haven't even seen yeah. that. What is it? Well, I see it on like Strava, like yeah. the running or biking apps yeah. or whatever. Well, it's everywhere. It's and on they my, say real feel. So it'll be like, like 93 like, degrees and it says real feel 110. Huh. And you're like, so that's what mm-hmm. it really is, what, what it feels like outside. And I'm just like, so isn't it just 110? <laughs> Who's well, yeah. setting this feeling standard yeah. is what I exactly. want to know. Because uh, it's only me because it, it feels like 140 outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it 93 it or is like it 110? I'm Which, on fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Terrible. All right. So it's hot and we're mm-hmm. getting back into back to school. Yes. Um, Zeke, my son, is starting kindergarten. That's so sweet. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Is that your first child in school? Yeah, he had, he did VPK okay, last so year, but then. Okay. He's in the same school, right? Yeah, he's same school. Just yeah. Into kindergarten, he's excited. He's met his his teacher and he starts his teachers this week. Yep, or? tomorrow. Oh my goodness! Tomorrow, so got to get him ready. He likes. To, he's been liking to sleep in a little bit, so got to get him out of bed a little bit earlier and get him ready. Yes, but um, yeah. Do you guys? How do you guys feel about back to school? Thank God. Ready? Yeah, <laughs> send her. Send her off. She's in first grade. Okay. Um, I mean, if I could have thrown her out of my car the first day. <laughs> apparently you have to walk a bit. Okay. So apparently. I'm going to miss you so much. Mm-hmm. So sad. No, she's, she loves school. I'm so thankful for that. So she was excited, you know, meeting yeah. all of her new friends. She's so social. So. New outfits? They're uniforms. So, oh, yeah. It's easy. Is yours uniforms? Yeah. Uniform too. So easy. She wants to go to a school where you can wear whatever you want. And I'm like, thank goodness you don't. <laughs> I, was, I was always into that, like new outfits. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That was half the fun. Right. Yeah. Public schools, right? They do that at public? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. best dressed? They I feel like right. so, a lot of public schools are going to uniform though. Who knows? Are they? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I just know that we have uni- uniforms and Zeke's got to wear that. So the back to school <laughs> for me is kind of... Indifferent. I don't have a child that's Not in school yet. yet. I did, yeah, I know. We're 10 weeks out from this little guy. Coming. 10 years, weeks. Nobody's counting, be. right? Ten, oh, oh, we're counting. <laughs> so you said October 20th is the due date. Due date. She so, has this inc- in, like this incredible feeling that he's going to be here earlier. So she keeps saying, I, I don't think he's making it to, 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 to October 20th. Okay. She's thinking two weeks is what she's saying, two weeks early. Okay. So, wow. So maybe eight. There you go. If she's right. <laughs> mother's, mother's intuition, right? Uh-huh. So we'll see. Well, Zeke's birthday is this October 16th. Oh, we're Audrey's, really close. Audrey's is the 18th. And so, wow. Yeah. So Dang, yeah. Share a birthday there. We're yeah. going to be right there. Yeah. Holy crap. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So uh, just continuing in, in the story series, uh, Pastor Tom gave the message today, and he brought up Kayla and Josh Cadenas up there, and they shared their their testimony uh, but we we went through kind of the the sermon today and uh, the main kind of 
uh, theme was was come and see. Uh, what did you guys get from the sermon portion of it um, where he talks about, you know, that come and see aspect? Anything come to mind? Well, I loved it's Nathaniel's response, right? <laughs> what good can come of Nazareth? Yep. It's always like funny to read that. Like, like that's the response. There's no dialogue about the app. Like it, it doesn't talk about like the Messiah. They don't talk theology. They don't talk. It's just Nazareth. Like mm-hmm. really? Like yep. I always think that's funny, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the thought, right? Especially with something as big as that when when a culture has been waiting this long for their savior, and then you've got your friend telling you, we found him. We mm-hmm. did it. We found him. You're like, okay, whatever you say, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I feel like we have to deal with some of those conversations today. They're a little different, but we have to deal with those when we invite people to church. And it's like, especially me with my friends that are non-believers, it's like, you really believe in that? Huh? Like, you really actually believe that stuff? And it's like, it's like we see how you live, but like you actually believe it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we do. And so it's kind of that same thing. Like, really? Like, yeah. Okay, and they, they really do. You just just come and see for yourself. See what's see what's going on. So I, I love that. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, just the you know invitation to to come and see, experience for yourself, and mm. um, you know don't have to debate the you know did he really you know come from Nazareth or like you know are are, are we debating the things that you know really matter or are we just you know talking about these trivial things? Yeah. You know that that yeah. that's what I'm kind of getting at is like with what you said, uh, you know, from Nazareth, really, like, that's like a trivial thing that we mm-hmm. would think about. But, you know, today we get into different topics that maybe aren't as weighty, but like, you know, just the reoccurrence of that theme of just come and see, get, right. get the experience. Give it a chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give you, him a chance. You may not agree with everything that's going on or every, you know, word that's being spoke, but um, just that experience to, to come and see is very, is very powerful. And yeah. it kind of took, I mean, going to Kayla and her husband, it, the come and see moment, it was a slow process. Like she came, yeah. they came one time, it touched them, but then they didn't come back for a little while, mm-hmm. you know? And then when they came back, something else touched them. Um, so maybe the come and see takes a little bit more, yeah. more time um, for, for it to happen. But um, I thought that their, their story was um, really cool. Actually, I didn't know it. I mean, obviously I know, I know them, Yeah. you know, I didn't know how they were introduced uh, to the church and um, uh, how it all played out. So what mm-hmm. a, especially when Pastor Tom's talking about that, because it's so true about Josh and his biblical knowledge and, and how much he loves to study the Bible. That's something I, I thought I, his whole life he right. was in the church. That's exactly what I was going to say, but 2018. Yeah, <laughs> 2018 is when they started like really coming mm-hmm. and really getting involved. Like that's incredible. Like to see that, that really is one of those, like, you know, just complete turnarounds, transformations of their lives. And, and like you said, it was a slower process. It was a I, I don't know how long total it was between their first sh- coming and then mm-hmm. when they actually started getting plugged in, mm-hmm. but it sounded like it was at least some months because it was yeah. what three months between their first and second mm-hmm. coming, and but then it sounded like some more time went by before they came back. Just so cool, like that the process was slow, but they they were at least paying attention to it. They were they they didn't just discount it after the first time that they came. Right. They were touched, but didn't get that crazy feeling after the fact. So they stopped coming. 
but they said yes to coming again. Like that's, yeah. that mm-hmm. says something about Josh and, and Kayla. It's so cool. Yeah. But it all started with an invitation, yes. an invitation for right. somebody they didn't even know. Yeah. And so can you imagine what a weirdo you know? <laughs> they show up at your house and be like, and you were right. like, what this guy's a crazy person. I've got this piece of furniture. That's it would right. go perfect in your home. You should go to this church down the road. From you. <laughs> God told me to tell you that. <laughs> like, right. What? <laughs> I know. But yeah. And, and they went, I mean, I know. And, and got the furniture. Yeah. It just shows, um, kind of when you're faithful, um, he was faithful and following through. How many times I feel like kind of like that's the Holy Spirit telling me to do something. And I'm like, you're going to come across so weird though. Mm. And then he still did it. Yeah. And look, it changed their whole lives. And family. Like yeah. you start thinking about their kids being raised in this too. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so cool. Yeah. I think for me, I I think, you know, if I'm going to invite somebody to church, I really need to have that relationship with them yeah. first. I need to know yeah. them. I need to, you know, extend that. But, you know, this is an example that it may be less about that. It may just be more how you're presenting to it. You know, you don't want to come across as, um, you know, trying to lure them in or like the, the bait and switch kind of technique or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, If you're genuine, if you're authentic with your invitation, it can reach people that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. And, in, you know, it just may, may be that that's the spark that gets them to just walk through the door. Right. Um, but yeah, what else do you think? Why, why do you think uh, Christians are obviously people in the church hesitate from inviting, you know, friends, family, or, uh, from the church to the church. I, I think we hate in all aspects of life. And this included, we hate rejection, right? Like mm-hmm. we hate that awkwardness of combat. So if you, if you invite and maybe there's a conversation or a dialogue opened up and then there's questions brought to you that you're fearful, you're not going to know the answers of that's for me in my life. When I haven't, it's like, that's the conversation in my head of, what if they have questions I don't know? Or what if what if I, I ask and it's just I'm completely rejected and shut down and they're like, nope. And it's like, well, crap. But it's it, – am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it. Let's, let's erase that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but but the, I always tell my kids at, at, at youth as far as sharing the gospel and inviting people to youth, it's less about you. You don't have to worry about the rejection because it's not your job to make someone come. It's not your job to make someone follow Jesus or love Jesus it's just your job to invite and to present the story and to share the story. It's the Holy Spirit's job to make that seed take root. And so I always bring up the story of Jesus and the rich man. The rich man asked him, what do I need to do to inherit the kingdom of God? And he said, go sell all your stuff and give it to the poor and follow me. The rich man walked away. He didn't do it. He walked away. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't go chase after him and like say, no, 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 you have to do this. You have to do Even Jesus just let him walk away. Mm-hmm. He, because Jesus did his job. He invited him. He told him what to do. And the rich man just decided not to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's all we can do. Just invite, just tell your story, tell Jesus' story and let the Holy Spirit do, do what he what he wants to do and do his will. I feel like for me, I don't know how many friendships I have outside of just my like little unit that already knows that I'm, you know, like I don't have a lot of like non-Christian friends where I find the most opportunity is in work. Mm -hmm. And that's where I find it to be um, really up until recently to be a very gray area uh, for me. You know, at what point do you cross that, you know, to where you're bold enough to say that where you're not being, you know, because I work in a corporate America where it's, um, you know, being bold in the business setting. uh, I don't know. When is it appropriate and when is it not appropriate? Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I feel like recently, I've become a lot less apologetic for my beliefs where in the past I have been. Um, and 
uh, that honestly, that's very new for me because in the past, I'm like, don't don't talk too much about it. Don't make the room uncomfortable. Don't yeah. make, be a weirdo. Right. You know, like those kind of things. Um, and so that's that's one way that I've noticed where I can um, that kind of that that come come and you know let me show you. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more opportunity for me personally, just because I you know when you're in school and stuff, you have a lot more, you know, where you're like, oh, I can I can tell people and come to church with me and do all of that and work. It's like, can you do that? Are you allowed to say <laughs> right. those things? Um, so that's one area where I've noticed um, I've, because I've been more bold about it, more people are more, more confident in it. Um, so it was interesting this past summer, we were talking about summer wrapping up over the summer. I went to a work meeting in Nashville and was asked to host a Bible study in the morning. Wow. And so it was kind of like, because of m- you know, me being more vocal about it, there was an opportunity where we sat and we did a Bible study right. and people came that, um, and that, I don't know, that was one where I was like excited about that yeah. kind of this come and, and it's new. It's not uh, something I've ever done. And I've done a million work meetings and never have been like. Right. Yeah. And so just mm-hmm. do that boldness. That yeah. People recognize that relationship yeah. that you have and trust you to. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. And then that, like that same thing that you said about the come and see, right? It it alleviates that pressure off of us. It's like, don't take and my word for it. people that just, came just came to it that were not believers. Right. They were they weren't, and they sat there, and it was like no pressure. I don't even know what to talk about. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't know. And to be honest with you, it wasn't even my idea. They just asked me yeah, to do it. You know, awesome. somebody else's idea. So cool. I wish I could take the credit. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. but um, yeah. Anyways, nice. No, I yeah. I think that. A lot of times we get into that um, just barrier of offending people. We we feel like it's what we're doing is is offensive to obviously our culture, our our world, and kind of it kind of is. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's you know the church is a little bit offensive to a lot of people's lifestyle and everything. So I get that, I get that, but you know it's it's extending past that. You know, you you have to get, work through that uncomfortableness, that that offensiveness, and. You know, it is looking out for the people's best interests. If, you know, they're coming in, they're finding community, they're finding, you know, purpose in in their life and everything. But in order to get to that point, you have to be okay with offending that initial kind of um, invitation a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But Josh and Kayla, if they, if you hear their story, at no point were they like, yeah, they may have thought it was weird, but they weren't offended. They weren't mm -hmm. insulted. They weren't nothing, you know, when the pastor went up and said, can I pray for you? They weren't like why? Like, we don't need, they're like, yeah, pray for us. So you look at those moments where when God's speaking to you and you actually are faithful with it, they really needed it, you know? And they, there was something that intrigued them enough to keep coming back. Yeah. Um, so maybe offend away. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's not offensive. You think it is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, don't, don't cut yourself off before that initial, you know, uh, connection there. And, you know, I, I think that it's it is important that we we step out of our our comfort zone. We mm-hmm. we get into you know these different groups, these this work group, this you know different even even people that you think that that are Christians that may like you know that are are Christians but may not be connected at a church. It can be that they're looking for that invitation to come to to your church and everything. And you know, taking out those those barriers of you know um, you know they may not want to do it that week, you know, it may be that process, but just 
inviting to take, you know, drive, drive them, you know, pick them up, you know, how, how can we create the, like the least amount of resistance to people just stepping through the door? And that's, that's the biggest, you know, issue. Once, once they're in, you know, like you said, you let the Holy Spirit do the rest, you, you know, you don't have to have all the answers, but creating the less, the least amount of resistance for that initial reaction, that initial step. And maybe it's, you know, inviting to an event or, or something that we have. We have a ton of events here. And so that could be an easy way. But, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that Pastor Tom mentioned that. He was like, it doesn't even have to be to our church service on a Sunday. Like mm-hmm. invite them to a small group. Just let them, let them come part of a, maybe even a game night. If your small group, if your small group's having a game night, mm-hmm. boom, get them in the door. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's a night where they could spend time with believers, hear godly things, but, but you're playing games. So it's a little bit less uncomfortable if, if you're if that's what you're worried about being a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. it's a lot more comfortable invite them to an event we have events every month <laughs> that Definitely. we do men and women so yeah and um, kayla talked about you know the the moms group and you know they do a monthly mom's night out i know because i have my wife's in it and i have to watch the kids <laughs> yeah. once again, so um, dads are like oh we know yeah, that day uh-huh. <laughs> and so um but even that i mean that that's like a great way to just you know invite people it's out in the community community it's you know in this you know neutral space it's yeah. not like you're having to come through the doors but yeah like even that is just like a a step in the right direction right. and everything um but is there anything else that stood out to you in uh Kayla and Josh's his story that um that really just stood out to you today? Um, I, I guess I kind of, um, it was a good reminder to invite people for me. Um, and I think about growing up, um, obviously like in the church and we were always invite your friends, invite your friends. And I, Ashley, um, our worship leader, (laughs) she, um, and my sister, she was, um, best friends with this girl next door. Um, and they were not Christians, this family. Um, and we would play with them and, um, you know, do whatever. And she was best friends with her. And they, she started going to church, bringing her to church, bringing her to church. And um, the impact Ashley's friendship and Ashley's boldness on this girl's life um, really changed this girl's whole whole life. And, and now she's a super strong Christian. Um, she went to a Christian college. She, her kids are all, and um, I think about that and kind of what my parents taught us as little kids to be like, oh, and you go and you know include your neighbors. And I think about uh, that particular story, um, and I feel like I can do a better job of it as an adult. I think we, you know, encourage our kids to do it, and yet we, I don't mm. personally do it as much as I should. Right. Um, and um, how much I could change some some people's lives that I, or yeah. I'm around yeah. uh, just by sim- a simple invitation yeah. you know and and not making kind of the excuses that I yeah that I and think I, of and I think Kayla gave us great insight to that as well because mm-hmm. he asked her you know you were invited do you invite and she was like all the time like it's like all I do I invite, yeah. if you're my neighbor you're gonna come to my church if you're a co-worker yeah. you're gonna come to my church um and then he said is it hard to invite and she said at first yeah it was like mm-hmm. really awkward yeah and then she said but as I did it more and more, it's not an awkward, awkward at all. And it's just like anything else. Repetition will get you to a place where it's it, you'll feel uncomfortable that first, second, third time maybe. And then after that, it's just another conversation. Right. You're, you just, you know what to say. You have the answers to say. You, you're you more comfortable with it. And, um, and more I comfortable love, be probably being told no too. Oh, yeah. Someone being like, yeah. oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know what? You, you say, know? okay, no problem. Invite them again in a couple months. Yeah. Like, try, try the conversation yeah. over. It, it's all good. Like, um. But yeah, I just I thought it was very interesting that she was invited 
And now it's like her passion. She was invited Mm -hmm. and it changed her and her family's life. And now she's like, I got to do this. I've got to invite anybody I can to to the same thing. So I love that. And so I want to encourage anybody out there that maybe hasn't been invited and you're, you're part of the church. Do it. (laughs) Just get out of your comfort zone. Try it out. Invite someone at work, invite Shoot, man, people in the grocery store, if you stop and have a conversation, I know those are, we talked about those people that you may not have a relationship with, but we see, like you said, we see from the Cadenas is like, it's all good. If you have an awkward talk in Walmart and then it's over, it's over. You just walk yeah. away. It's done. Like you may never see that person again, but <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, man, invite people specifically, those people you do have a relationship with. I thought it was incredible that Pastor Tom said 80% of people that do come to church do so because they were invited by Mm -hmm. either a friend or relative Mm -hmm. and that the majority of people that do not attend church have said they would if invited by a friend or relative. That's incredible to me. Like that amped me up to start inviting people more because now that I know the statistics behind it, it's like, oh, that gives me confidence. Like, oh, they will come if I invite them. All right, let's put it to the test. Let's see. So just encourage everybody, get outside of that comfort zone and, and start inviting people. Yeah. I think we can get trapped into, you know, if we invite somebody and then they're like, well, why do you go to that church? Why do you, you know, why do you, why do you even go to church? Why, why, why is, is this the church to go to? Why not? Why wouldn't I go to one down the road? And I think when we get into those talks, it, it can just be a barrier for that, that entryway. And it, sure. we, we can get into that argument. We can get into that disagreement of, you know, denominational beliefs. We can get into that, you know, disagreement with, um, you know, this is my reason for going to church and, you know, you may have a a different one, but, um, but yeah, just like the come and see and letting the person experience for themselves and they might get something different than you, your why, you know, in in, in a sense. And so obviously, you know, coming to, you know, learn more about Jesus, have, you know, a personal relationship with him. And, but yeah, when we get caught in the weeds, sometimes we can, uh, you know, end up trying to convince somebody rather than just extending the invitation and there's a difference. And yeah. so, um, but yeah, I have a great, just really quick, a great s- segue for that. When someone does, Oh, why this church? Why that? I always say, if it gets to that, I want them to my church. I mm-hmm. want them to come to my church. Mm-hmm. But if it gets to that point, I always say, that's okay. Get somewhere, yeah. Yeah. go somewhere, pick one. I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. I'll take a week off at my yeah. church and I'll come with you. I'll go to another church. If you don't want it for whatever reason, don't want to go to this one. Let's get you somewhere. Just mm-hmm. plug in somewhere. We're all the body of Christ. We're all mm-hmm. chasing and pursuing the same savior. So like, let's just get them somewhere. If they have a preference, Oh, why this church and not Calvary or why this church and not elevation? Like, yeah. that's okay. Go try elevation out. That's great. Just get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, that's always yeah. my answer. Like, go somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Well, any closing thoughts, Kyla? Yeah. I want to go to Taylor Swift's concert. <laughs> I, am, I know. Avery I was, was very t- bummed she didn't get the the tickets. The lottery did not fall in her favor, and Avery did not get to so do that. Padre so Padre did ask me this week. He said, are you a Swifty? And I was like, such a weird question. And I was like, yes. Do you and even now know what that I means? Understand. It's like somebody asking a question that doesn't actually know. I know. I was is. like, yes, absolutely I am. And like, I was, but I didn't like follow up and now it all makes sense why he asked me the question because he talked about Taylor Swift today. So. I walked by him when he was talking to Josh and Kayla this week about it and he was calling them Swifters. <laughs> I go, oh, I'm going to get I go, it's Swifty PT. He goes, you could be replaced. <laughs> like, my go. bad, my bad. No, my Swifter. <laughs> Swifter's great. There you go. All right. So hope you guys have a great week. Yes. Invite people to church. If you have extra tickets to Taylor Swift, girl that's up. right. Talk, talk to Kyle at Avery. Uh, actually, don't because I don't want to pay for it. But anyway, have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Love you guys.